the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, invested in more. Sometimes you feel stuck in life. Do you feel stuck on this planet? Do you feel stuck in a body that's not yours? Do you feel stuck in a routine? Do you feel stuck that you're never going to get ahead? Too many of us are not living our dreams because we're living our fears. I know you're saying, please, please, please don't tell me you're going full Tony Robbins on me. Nope, not going to do it. I'm not going to start saying stupid stuff like, your dream was given to you. If someone else can't see it, that's fine. It was given to you and not them. It's your dream. Hold it. Nourish it. Cultivate it. I'm not going to be that loser who tries to coach you? Who tries to motivate you? It's not over until you win. If you run with nine losers, pretty soon you'll be the tenth loser. What are you talking about? I don't believe in stupidisms. You know, like a, a truthism, a maxism. I just don't, I don't believe in like people are that dumb. And if they are that dumb, then we just need to let Darwin do his thing. Perfection does not exist. You can always do better and you can always grow. I just don't believe that. I believe as someone who has a show, I need to motivate you to get up and focus on getting off the planet of death. And the way I say that is, is have you ever thought about age 61 or what does that look like? Have you ever thought about retirement? Have you ever thought about ageism and maybe you get shut down at age 50, 55 when you still want to work, but you can't work? Or have you ever thought about how your career slowly changes? When I got into radio, everyone that I worked with in radio had a pretty good career. The sound guys, the producers in radio, the producers in television, they all had pretty good careers. And it was a little bit tougher for me because they, you know, they had built this career off good quality work, off good quality education. And sometimes they didn't like what I would say. I'm not allowed to say a word that is another word for poop. Behave yourself. I can say the word ship, like your ship wrecked, but if you sound too close to the word that is long poop, like you get into trouble. And people would freak out early on in radio. They're like, did you hear what Rob just said? Oh, you said there was a poop wreck. <laughs> like a poop wreck. I guess I did say something like that, but don't take it so personally. Like I'm just trying to get people to retirement. And people would lose their mind. And again, as money has left the industry, all industries, you used to be able to be a fat, you know, mid-level manager at a McDonald's. You used to be able to be a fat, mid-level manager at like a Walmart. Barely show up, you know, probably embezzle money from your kid's baseball team, take your kid to practice, and pick him up from school, and make a good living. And that's, that's getting tougher. It's getting more and more of a sustained slump out there. The haves and the have-nots, as far as careers go, as far as money goes, as far as houses go. 
as far as pretty wives go, there's the haves and the have-nots. As far as houses, there's the haves and the have-nots. As far as retirement funds, there's the haves and the have-nots. And I feel like the gap in all these are becoming a little bit more dramatic. And again, only because I get out there and I see stuff. Only because I get out there and I read stuff. So on this show, I'm going to do things like, did you know that we paid over $100 billion in credit card interest in 2017? And we're going to pay even more this year. And I bet we'll pay even more the following year. And I bet we'll pay even more until there's a massive recession. And my job is to say there's always a bull market out there. There's always opportunities. There's always headlines. There's great corporations to invest in. But when the New York Times does an article on housing in Australia, my business resources aren't strong in Australia. I might know a comedian or two who talks about Australia. Nanette, Jim Jeffries, and then I'm like, Paul Hogan, he, I, I kind of know he's the shrimp on the Barbie guy, and I think there was a golfer, and, and Nicole Kidman, and then like, I'm out. Hugh Jackman might be like, so I will use resources that are not my own and cultivated on my own to study Australia, and their housing market has a very similar feel to New York and San Francisco. Their whole Sydney's kind of like their San Francisco, and their whole Melbourne's kind of like their New York. It's kind of the opposite East Coast, West Coast thing going on. But I'm always studying real estate in Canada and Australia and the UK because I think real estate's part of our future. It's an industry that has a lot of tentacles tied towards it. Now, you obviously have Melbourne, one of the world's wildest, most expensive real estate markets. On the other side of the coast, you have Australia, which is Australia's other big real estate capital. And then you get to the point. Thank you. Colin Hay. A little minute work. I know you're saying, how does this guy know his name is Colin Hay? He's kind of a big deal. So mortgage debt right now puts Australian households amongst the world's biggest borrowers. So I pay attention to that. Have you not heard, like, there was a real estate correction in the United States and the mortgages imploded to the point that big banks failed? And then we were like, well, Republicans are like, you should never have given loans to those people. And Democrats are like, you should never you should give loans to those people. But not those people. And then the banking industry is like, we should only give loans to these people. Not those people. And there's a lot of finger pointing when all is said and done. So Australia is kind of important to me. If property prices go backwards, where does that leave you? Where does that leave you now that all the children have grown up? So you get a real estate brouhaha. And who doesn't love a good brouhaha? I love a good brouhaha. Sometimes there's big rifts when there's a brouhaha. Everyone wants to be right. I don't live in a world where I'm right. I just live in a world of compromise. If you ever get married, you, you move from having an opinion to just compromising the rest of your life. And if you ever have children, you move from having time in your life to never having time in your life and just compromising the time that you have left. You're like, should I watch sports till I die or should I drink? So nobody's predicting the American housing market reflects exactly like it does in Australia. Australia, or like Russell Crowe, I'll beat you up. I'll beat you up, I will. I love how hot-headed Russell Crowe is. Um, 
So, but a, a sustained slump in one market can teach us about a sustained slump in another market. And again, it's all about learning what's a generous, generous mortgage term, what's the interest rates, what's inflation, what's the housing market, what's the um, debt to household, what's the credit to household, what is the income per household, can you service that debt? Home values in both Sydney and in Melbourne have dropped 10%. That's last year. And this year, they're, they're kind of carrying on that trend of down to 3%. So some air has been taken out and people feel less wealthy. So no, 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 no. I don't know what a kookaburra is. I don't. And I've never eaten a pouch of a baby kangaroo or a mommy kangaroo. I haven't. But I do look to Australia sometimes. I'm Rob Black talking all things investing. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So as you very well might have noticed, I'm a little bit on the crazy side in a good way. I wasn't raised in the United States and therefore I don't think a lot like you do. I have a different view of the world I always have, and probably, you know, I'm becoming more homogenized and generic as life goes on. When I attack someone who does motivational speaking, it's not because I'm a mean person. It's because I see that person sometimes taking your money and stopping you from investing it, and and that kills me. It kills me when you see people like Sue Zorman offer and sell a credit repair kit on QVC for $99 when all you have to do is is get your fat fingers down to the library and punch in at a Google terminal how to fix my credit. And most of what she's going to try to show you in nice lamination is already out there. So am I going to sit there and be, life has no limitations, except the ones you make. I'm not. I'm going to say, you're stupid. You're holding yourself back. You are your own worst enemy. You're looking at others to be your Buddhas, your gurus. Stop it. I'm not going to say the graveyard is the richest place on earth because that's where you'll find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled. (laughs) I'm going to say stop being so lazy. Max out your 401k. But I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Well, you weren't living paycheck to, be before, to paycheck before you took that job, so build it into your, 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 your budget now. That's right, John. Yeah, if you got to work this weekend, work this weekend to, to, your, to your investments and your, your savings. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pull out the fiddle and, and play it for you. I'm, I don't feel pity for you. My job is not, is not to get into the pity world. My job is to say, like, do you remember 20 years ago, there was a company called Microsoft, and they kind of got into this issue with the European Union and Europe and European ministers about technology and what they can and cannot bundle with Microsoft's operating system. And you go 20 years in the future and you see Google is being fined for its Android antitrust abuse. And you're like, wait, wait, I've heard this story before. And Microsoft thought they could bluster their way out of it. And it led to five to 10 years of massive of under... Uh, achievement of underperformance in the stock. But here is happening 20 years again later. Is it the same exact story? No. 
Is it close? Pretty damn close. Is it a modern version of it? Probably more so than abusing your operating system. Maybe it's abusing your, your, your search platform. It was only a year ago the EU fined Google $2.7 billion for favoring its shopping services over competitors. Now it's $5 billion over uh, Android. Great Google Android, Google. for their part, you know, we're going to say blah, blah, blah. We will appeal and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we I, uh, never try to stifle innovation. We always try to support innovation. Um, the fact that we compete with, you know, Apple phones tells you that we, we're not uh, abusing a monopoly. So Apple pre-installs a lot of apps. Google pre-installs a lot of apps. Does Apple make as much money, or is they are they as, as go get them monetizing some of this? You get our operating system for free, therefore we're going to throw down some apps on you. Now, my job as an investor again is not to ever boohoo you. My job is to show you, like, let's bootstrap this. Let's let's do this. Let's get off the planet. Then you go to your end of the new planet. I'll go to my end of the new planet. We don't have to ever see each other again. Never underestimate human stupidity. I think that's really an important mantra when it comes to investing, when it comes to politics. One thing that history teaches us is that we should never underestimate human stupidity. And that goes over. It's a powerful force. Just knowing that sentence and saying it out loud, knowing that mantra, knowing that, you know, um, statement about what you believe. And I don't know if you believe it or not. A lot of times we have leaders who try to solve things, and sometimes it's the, you know, the disruption of the problem that leads to further problems, kind of a ripple effect. So as emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence and biotechnology gain increasing prominence, humanity will always still have decisions to make. We're on the verge, we're on the precipice of cars that can drive themselves, of cars that can manage parking lots better than you can, of cars that can drop you off at the office and go park and save you 30 minutes, save your company 30 minutes, create 30 minutes of productivity for you. And we just exasperate matters. We put in politicians who, quite honestly, some of them are hillbillies from the mountains who probably shouldn't be coming up with public policy. We, we elect sometimes people based on the color of their skin, sometimes based on the education of the college they went to. Sometimes we elect people based on, well, he's better looking than him. How often do you see like super, you know, massively obese presidents? Do you think Chris Christie ever had a chance of winning the presidency in the United States against someone who's going to be a little bit more fit? Probably not. And people were worried by that. So never underestimate the, the, the human stupidity on how we place and how we get advancements in the world. And if you understand that there's always going to be problems to solve, there's great ways to look at investing. Now, when Amazon.com, when Netflix, when Google, when Apple, when companies that are so big in the public mindset do something, I, I like to talk about it because they're the easiest companies to talk about and say, I get it. Coca-Cola once had a product called Coca-Cola. And then everyone had a Coke. And they're like, now what do we do? Well, they're like, well, let's, let's come up with Diet Coke for people who don't want to get fat off our drinks. And, and then, like, the I don't like the taste of that battery acid soda. Let's come up with Sprite or Mellow Yellow. 
I know Mellow Yellow is such a South thing. So anytime Amazon comes up with a press release that says, like, hey, we had the biggest shopping event ever with 100 million products sold. A lot of Fire Stick TVs, a lot of Alexa voice remotes, a lot of people, you know, buying because of Amazon Day, a made-up holiday. Interesting that bled over to Target, and they had a good day, too. So we're coming up with a shop in July kind of holiday mindset. Oh, boy. Does that end badly when we're creating new holidays? I hate holidays. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can always find me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'm sitting in sometimes for CFP Chad Burton. Sometimes he sits in for me. Um, It's a great thing because as a financial planner, his knowledge base is different than mine. I'm not going to say that I'm a storyteller because that sounds ridiculous, but I try to bring some elements of infotainment to what I grew up thinking was an incredibly boring world, investments and savings and retirement issues. And as I've gotten older, I don't know if it's because I have a psychological issue. I don't know if I've got a black cloud over me. Um, I don't know. But I worry about what retirement looks like. I worry about regrets. Um, I think everyone makes mistakes in life, and I think trying to limit your regrets is important. And I, I can tell you, it doesn't take a rocket genius scientist super navigator to tell you that a lot of people aren't doing their part for thinking about what age 60 to 100 looks like and all you got to do is travel to an airport i used to love traveling to airports when i had a little bit more time on my hand i didn't mind getting bumped off of a flight because i'd play a game called dirty butt dirty butt is a game where you are sitting in an airport you're probably having a beer and you're watching people walk by and you go, I wonder if they got a dirty butt or a clean butt. And you just start laughing because you, you would notice how absurd the world is. And the game can be played with, I wonder if they've got hairy armpits or no hair. I wonder if they got money or no money. I wonder if they've eaten a vegetable or if they've never eaten a vegetable. So you could sit in an airport and play a variety of what I would refer to as the dirty butt game. And sometimes I look at people, I go, I wonder if they own a gym membership and have never gone. I wonder if they go to the gym a lot. Like, I've seen the lead singer recently of Imagine Dragons. And this guy went from a stick, teeny tiny little um, hipster with a bad haircut, a mullet. He was a mullet-wearing hipster, which no hipster, beard-wearing hipster would allow. And now he looks like... He's just nothing but muscle. From his neck to his his ankles, are just it's just muscle. Do you think he was wearing a shirt for one minute of the concert? Not one single minute. Now, if I had a body like that, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt either, right? They just came out with a song. I want to say it's called Your Time or something like that, but it's going to be the new song of college football this year. And uh, that's smart. You don't make money the, sale, the old way you used to. You don't necessarily make money selling albums. You make money selling your, 
your song to a commercial interest. If you're a hipster band, the best thing you could do is be on a GM commercial. It's the worst thing you ever imagined, but it's, it's a start. So this is going to be all over ESPN and college football. Anyway, I know you're saying, how do you know that? Because ESPN released This Is Our Song of College Football. They've done it before with Radioactive, and you'll hear it for the next 12, or you'll hear it all, all that time. So anyway, my, my point being is that I think we're all a little crazy, and I think the way we all approach things are a little bit slightly different. But you got to start thinking of some of the stuff. And I, when I'm at an airport, I look at people and I go, I get depressed. And when I get your emails, I get depressed. I'm not here going to give a, co- a conversation, which, for the record, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds, gave an impassioned thing about depression. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned plea about you know lesbian, gay, civil rights. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned, and like, okay. But sometimes if it feels forced, you're like, that was a little bit too quick. Like, make some eye contact if you're going to have uh, this impassioned plea. So the point that I'm trying to make with this is, again, is that we get into a situation where sit down at an airport and look at people or go to a Raiders game and say, I wonder how many of these people are maxed out their 401k or their 403b. And I bet I'm wrong. I bet I'm saying, you know, I look at a Raiders uh, parking lot as blue collar. You look at it as a San Francisco 49ers parking lot as white collar. Over in Santa Clara, they're eating sushi. In Oakland, they're eating ribs and small pigs. They're eating the pig? Yes. You're sure that's not a Denver Bronco fan? Maybe. But you look at people and I go, I wonder how these people are thinking about retirement in any way, shape, or form. Because when you go to a Warriors game or you go to a Raiders game, it costs money. When you go to the radio, it costs money. And doesn't it feel at times like everyone wants theirs? And like, okay, I've got light bulbs that need to be changed. They're on 18-foot-tall ceilings. And the guy comes over, and he's like, that's $400. You're like, $400 turned in the light bulb? He's like, do it yourself. Save like, it. okay, okay, I'll pay you $400 to climb a 18-foot ladder. <clears throat> and then he's at the Raiders game. So I play a game called Dirty Butt, <clears throat> and it's meant entirely in fun to kill time. But do yourself a favor and play a game of, I wonder if that person's going to get towards retirement. I've got friends who, I wonder if they're ever going to get married. I've got a friend who is perpetually single, and she's no, she's, not, she's always engaged. That's what it is. She's always engaged, but she does have a barber, and the baby's getting older, and she never seems to pull the trigger and get actually married to the guy. She's, you know, forced into buying her a ring on Facebook. I said yes. I know you're saying, did you just say she forced a guy into it? Maybe. I think some people in relationships push on strings, and I think some people plant seeds that are going to grow, regardless of if you want them to or not. But anyway, so one of the things I try to do is I try to look at people and say, how prepared are we for retirement? And then I try to look at all the news, and I go like, okay, Walmart's starting a streaming service. So you'll be able to stream TV service cheaper than cable, probably. They'll probably copy Google's YouTube or 
maybe um, Netflix. They'll, they'll do something, right? They get your butt to go in the door. Can they get you to sign something to say that you want streaming services that's going to be cheaper than Netflix? Or a streaming service for your hunting cabin that's going to be way better than no service. Okay. So a lot of that's going on out there. A lot, of, lot to think about. And then you try to blend some of that. Like, I don't think America's going to be ready for retirement. And then you go, Amazon started this holiday in the summer. And we've talked about Coke. How do they make more sales? They come up with Diet Coke. Then they come up with Sprite, the Uncola Cola kind of thing. And then they come up with water. And then they come up with orange juice. So Amazon needs to figure out a way to get you to spend money. And on things that, you know, may not just be retail. I mean, maybe it'll be healthcare. Maybe it'll be content. Maybe it'll be media. So they're trying to get that transaction relationship. So they come up with this made-up holiday called Prime Day. Now, when Alibaba first started reporting sales of Singles Day, November 11th, which is a lot of single ones, 11 for November 11 month, and they do it on the 11th day of the year of the November, so it's 11-11, Singles Day, single ones. I can make it rain with singles. I can't make it rain with 20s. I'm a little too budget conscious on that. Amazon says their Prime Day was its biggest shopping day ever. And then I look at the airport, I go, I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. I see a lot of people ready for a diabetes treatment. I see a lot of people ready for you know, all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. So I threw that out there for you, in large part because, you know, get inspired if you can. And if you can't, you know, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to tag you. But Amazon said that they sold over a million smart home devices in the United States. The company did not provide exact sales figures. But the day is open to their prime subscription services across 17 countries, up 13 countries from last year. So when they report their numbers, they're going from three countries to 17 countries. And you start like putting this together. And like, when will Amazon come up with Christmas in September or Christmas in April? Because now they've got Christmas in July with Amazon Prime Day, where you can get all sorts of electronics, where you tend to say, I'm going to hold off on my electronics. For instance, I, need, I don't need, I want a new TV that's slightly bigger. So I'm going to take my TV that I'm currently using, shift it to a different location so that I can bring in another TV. But I tend to go, I'm only, I'm only going to get that on Black Friday. And now I'm more tempted to say, eh, maybe I'll get a sound bar on Black Friday. Maybe I'll get the TV on Amazon Day. So it's kind of a slippery slope when you look at numbers like Amazon and go, wow, they did great. That's great news for Amazon. It's not necessarily good news for the rest of America because just go to an airport, play the game called Dirty 401k. Does that guy have a big 401k or a small 401k? You'll get some giggles, especially if you get another couple involved. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Every year from now on, for many, many, many more years, we're going to continue to see the rise and fall of people. We did it with Jared, the subway guy. We've done it with Papa John's, the pizza guy. We did it with Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street. He had a little bit of a drug problem with his nose. The rise and fall 
of people we create as heroes. It's going to continue to happen. It's a society that's very conscious now of catching people's mistakes on video or online or even setting them up. I have nothing but respect for what Sasha Baron Cohen does as a comedian or as a satirist. It does stink sometimes when you know that he's setting people up and giving themselves the rope to hang themselves, so to speak. But Papa John's is a good one. Again, a great lesson to your children. Like, be careful. The pizza chain Papa John's was forced to distance themselves from Papa John, and he's this suburban-looking dad-looking guy from Louisville, Kentucky. Wears a lot of red for Louisville red. Not terribly gray. He has all his teeth. He's a good spokesperson. Until he says something to upset a group of people. Now, Papa John's, if you look into it, kind of got a sticky situation that got stickier. He had offices that he was leasing from the company. They had to kick him out. They had to say, stop talking to the media, cease and desist. Papa John's first restaurant opened in 1985, and he hasn't made it easy on how to, pre- how to break up with a company. Using terms to discuss his resignation as, you know, it was extortion. Do you want to invest in that company, or do you want to say, I'm going to hold off and let things cool down? When you work in television news, there's in traffic, there's something called a hot spot. Oh, let's take a look at the hot spots. And uh, it's where there's an accident. There's a, and you you got to wait for it to clear up before traffic moves through again. Same thing with investing. Am I saying Papa John's is a value? I'm not. I don't know the company at all. I can tell you that Domino's is killing it. And when you have an employee who was once a previous owner and there's now contracts on how you're going to behave, it's it's time to like hire a media company to help separate these two people. Papa John's from the company that is Papa John's. So Papa John's has a company value of more than $1.7 billion. Fourth largest pizza chain in the country behind Domino's Pizza and Little Caesars. Isn't that amazing, Little Caesars? There's a lot of Italian fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers. Right now you can feel the cemetery moving. (laughs) People rolling over in their grave. So not only has he been fired from the company, but he also owns 30% of the company's stock. And to be criticized by the company that he owns so much in, can you imagine just the stress levels for all parties? In 2017, Papa John's John Shatner, he complained about the NFL, and he hurt Papa John's sales by a lot of people, but ultimately by saying that the NFL failed to handle things properly, or maybe he should have got out in front. So NFL basically said, see you later. Hit the road, Jack. We'll take Pizza Hut as a a longtime sponsor. So now it's fascinating to look at because Mr. Shatner is trying to do this publicly. And we all know people who are like get into legal issues or into sticky situations. And the advice that you give a loved one when they're in a sticky situation is, is play it cool. My brother David's got a daughter who worked for... Um, a political group trying to get teenagers to vote. And the one thing you can never do is sign up someone to say that they're a voter when they're not a voter or if they're dead. 
So it's it's legal. And someone in her office did. And when they figured that out, police came in and basically said, you know, we're going to arrest all you. If you don't if you don't tell me who it is, we're going to assume it's all of you. And it put pressure on kids to like rat their friends out and put pressure on people. And my brother David said to his daughter, he's like, stop answering your phone. Go away. If you didn't do anything, just go quiet for 72 hours. That's pretty good advice. Because Papa John and John Shatner can't go quiet for 72 hours right now. And it's kind of crazy, the uproar that's going on right now. Whether it be Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, Colonel Sanders once used a racial slur that John Shatner used. And I'm, I, I know I'm not surprising people. There's a difference in time from when that happened. Does it make anything right? No, but you certainly don't defend yourself by saying, look, Colonel Sanders once said the word. Um, so I don't invest in areas like that. What are just too damn dramatic, too damn frustrating, too damn hot spot. Come back to it later. If you want to own pizza, own the company that doesn't have the drama own Domino's. Cause guess what? Cheap pepperoni pizza a large pepperoni pizza probably costs a buck twenty-five to make, and they sell it to you for anywhere from ten bucks to twenty bucks. Uh oh, dirty little secret just got out. Pizza's cheap to make. Yes, spicy meatballs. That, that, that's like why there's one on every pizza parlor on every corner, right? I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 